for the small and mighty. This is your host, Johnny Themans. Hi and welcome and thanks for joining us for this edition of Saturday Strategy, the original podcast for business owners who want to cut the crap and get the answers. I'm Johnny and I'm your host and today we're going to be taking a real look at selling and um, how we can be more effective in our sales and particularly right now during the lockdown and the pressures that that puts on us and really understanding that our prospective clients are experiencing um, different things at the moment. So selling with a, a sympathetic approach is really important, but it's also important that we do continue to sell. So we've got a great guest lined up and we've got lots of information from uh, from her. And that means if you're driving or just getting on with other stuff, we'll make sure that the links are in the show notes or better still, you can always subscribe to the Saturday Strategy Weekly News Update. So today we're joined by Sarah Bishop. Sarah's a really good mate of mine and she's given us lots of really good advice over the last uh, few months and years. And what, she, what Sarah is above all else is a, is a salesperson. And right now, I think it's a difficult time for many of us to think about how to pitch our offers and to carry on selling when... Um, there are other things in our prospects' minds. There are there are other things potentially that are that are troubling them. And how do we come in and start speaking to them about what we want to talk about and set the agenda that we want to set the agenda about um, can be quite difficult. So I thought it'd be really useful to bring Sarah on to have a chat to us about just about selling in general, but particularly about selling in the current environment. Um, Sarah, welcome back to Saturday Strategy. Hiya, Johnny. Thanks. Nice to be back. Yeah, no, great to have you, Sarah. And and I think you heard the introduction, so I don't want to talk about it too much. And, you know, I'm not going to try and answer the question for you. Um, I think you've got enough there. How, how would you lead us into that, Sarah? What do, you, what do you think we need to be thinking about right now? What do we need to know? Well, I think one of the questions I've been doing a free sales surgery on um, on Zoom on a weekly basis. And one of the first questions I'm asked by people coming on is, should we be selling? Is it insensitive to do so? Um, and my initial reaction to that is, no, we shouldn't. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't still continue to build relationships, which hopefully will lead to um, to sales. Uh, and I think, like you rightly said, uh, we shouldn't stop altogether because we've got businesses to run um, and we need to, you know, we need to have that revenue coming in, but uh, not necessarily to anticipate getting a sale, you know, from the first call. So, um so, yeah, so in short, the answer is, should we still be selling? Yes, we should, but not in a particularly salesy way. And it really should be much more um, relationship based and be about finding out about your clients and your prospects and being, you know, showing a genuine interest in them and getting a bit of information that will serve you better in the future, mm. you know, perhaps and perhaps put you in a, in a better light with that customer or, or prospect. Okay, so I mean that's probably pretty good advice for all times, but I think right now what you're saying is it particularly important, isn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. well people will generally be in, in a couple of camps, whether they be existing customers or, or prospects. Um, you know, there, there's always a market sector that's going you know crazy. I work with a lot of HR consultants; they are absolutely flat out dealing with furloughing and such like. Likewise, with a lot of accountancy practices. So, um, because they're dealing with a lot of uh, grant applications and um, 
tax implications and all sorts of stuff that's beyond my ken. So whilst they are potentially a good market because they are busier than ever, they're very time poor at the moment. So they're possibly not going to take very kindly to having, you know, call, sales calls, which are perceived as out and out sales calls. So I think there's ways and means of going about it. And then on the flip side of that, you're going to have people that have had to furlough staff, have got zero business going on. Mm. Uh, and it really isn't a good time. So, um, so what we've done on the sales surgeries is we've broken it down into the four kinds of um, clients or, or customers that you could be talking to at this time. Um, and we looked at existing customers, lapsed customers, unconverted people that you've perhaps had conversations with and um, completely new leads. And for what it's worth, for my two penneths worth, I would say that I think you still need to continue making contact with all areas, but that it mustn't be an overtly sales conversation. So perhaps would you be able to sort of maybe sort of talk us through each of those separately, maybe in some some tips about how we how we approach those? Yeah, absolutely. And I think there will be similarities um, going across, because it's like with all things, isn't it? Principles are principles, and they don't really vary that much. You've got the fundamental uh, ways of going about things, and sometimes it's just framing the conversation uh, a bit differently. So with your existing customers, I think it would be, you know, hopefully fairly obvious to most people that uh, when you phone them up, you should be my reason for my call is, to see how this is affecting you, how's it going, you know, how's it going with you, what's happening, what are the knock-on effects, what are you struggling with, and all these questions that really show that you care, mm. um, you know, and um, so getting feedback from them, I always find that a good question to ask, I mean, we haven't really had a situation like this previously, but I've dealt with a lot of clients through a couple of recessions now, because I'm knocking on a bit, um, and one of the questions I would always ask them would, would what needs to happen in the next few months for you to get back on track or to, you know, either during this situation or, or immediately after it, because people will all be in different uh, different frame of mind and, and having different challenges, won't mm. they? So um, some companies will be better equipped to deal with this in the short term mm. uh, and, and indeed in the long term. And you don't really really know where where they're at because yeah. you don't know what their cash flow is like what kind of reserves they have so just showing that you that you're conscious that these things will be weighing on their mind and finding out what what the problems are that they're having and what would need to happen um i i've always got quite a lot of of business through referral and and a lot of that has come from helping people out with stuff that hasn't been my bag so i've, I've got a recruitment business but I've often asked people, well, what are the challenges that you're having? What could help you? So what kind of services or who could I introduce you to? Who could be useful to you at this moment? Um, forget about recruitment or whatever your product or service is. Say, so look, forget about that. Who could be useful for you right now? Or when things get back to some some sort of semblance of normality, and I'll see if I know the right person to to put you in touch with. So um, that goes a long way, and then people start to think of you as a go-to person, and then they always then come to you when they're actually after your product and service as well. So you know, and it could be something like, well, do you know a good insolvency solicitor? Because sometimes people, you know, they could be really in dire straits, but a good ins insolvency practitioner will potentially show them ways to save the business rather mm. than 
you know having to to um, go for bankruptcy so um yeah so yeah. asking those kind of questions where they're at and how you might be able to help outside of your scope of expertise i like that and i just a question It'd be interesting to get your views on this i was i came across uh, some messaging earlier on in this thing where people were sending out messages to their prospects and saying hi there just wanted to let you know that we're all okay and we're fine and for us it's business as usual so you can ring us and everything's going to be good and i just felt like that was a pretty clumsy sales message yeah i would completely agree i think with any any message in any communication you've really got to come from the point of view of the other party haven't mm. you and just, just really inverting that message yeah would be you know um we're just contacting you to see how things are going we're here if you need us rather rather than <laughs> yeah. yeah how can i help everything's still happening for us yeah, yeah. Yeah, this yeah. is usual um a, a friend of mine um has posted regularly on on linkedin saying we're still trading albeit from home but if you've got any questions you need answering or there's anything that you're struggling with, please feel free to give me a call. This is my mobile number. Yeah. So, you know, I think there are ways of doing it, again, without it being overtly a sales message. And mm. I think you, you are going to sell more. You might have to give a bit away. Yeah. But, um, you know, if we, can't, if we can't give goodwill at a time like this, when, mm. when so. Well, I, I, there, was a, there was an email that landed only this morning from a from a recruitment consultant, executive search consultancy, and they said to me, um, in the the title was uh, tips for surviving COVID nineteen. I thought, blimey, I'm not going to take that sort of advice from an insult and from a uh, from a recruitment consultant. I think I'll speak to a doctor, you know. And I think you know we we for what it's worth in our business, we've said not to speak about COVID nineteen at all. We uh, we're, we're we're referring to the lockdown and the fallout from the lockdown and the financial hardship and business hardship and the problems that arise from business disruption and uh, the the stress on the economy and all the things that are real to us as business owners but covid-19 is something that actually our healthcare professionals are dealing with isn't it yeah absolutely and i think also it can be quite transparent that you're jumping on a bandwagon mm. and i i for one i feel quite uncomfortable with with that so um a lot of the stuff that we've been doing on social media actually hasn't been about the lockdown or covid19 or um other than you know fairly sensible things like if you if you are still looking for key people in your business yeah. um, don't stop recruiting because you can have conversations over zoom or webex or skype or <laughs> you know, various online um things so don't stop the conversations at least you know, start talking to people that could be on your radar um, so that you are ready to go again when things get back to normal. Or, or we placed two people who started literally on the week of lockdown oh with two separate companies. And they, they're actually doing really well. One of them ended up um, dealing with a lot of the logistics with the sales manager. So I placed somebody who was a sales team leader with a, with a German-owned company. Um, based in Birmingham, who the guy who started on the Monday that I placed ended up working, being the only other person actually on site when everybody else was sent to work from home. But he really helped out with the logistics and coordinating and helping to manage the team remotely. So even though he was kind of being inducted into this new company culture, he was also driving how they were adapting really quickly to the situation, which was brilliant. Yeah. Um, and then the other placement that we made, again, it was a sales 
a sales guy, but an internal sales, telephone sales, and uh, they got him set up from home really quickly, and he just kind of got on with it. So, <laughs> you yeah. know, so, so there is still, recruiting is still happening, not an awful lot of it, to be mm. fair, but um, you can put yourself, oh, I was going to say ahead of the curve, but it's probably a... <laughs> we get the analogy. Well, I, well, let's not search too hard for it. We know what you mean. Yeah. So, 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 take us through that. That's pretty much about your existing customers and how to deal with all of those, and general advice about sales messaging. How would you approach maybe some of those other groups that we talked about? I think again, with with people like lapsed customers and unconverted, and and even indeed new leads, it's it. it for me, this is my own personal thing, but I think it would be a bit crass to go in with a sales um, call. So mm. lapsed clients, for example, uh, it, again, if they if they haven't had a call for you from you for some time, it will be their first reaction will be, oh, here we go, everybody's really struggling, so now they're going to be come on hard sell. So again, I would frame the conversation to just say, look, I know you know we haven't worked with you for some time. I haven't called you for some time. This isn't a sales call. I don't know how you're faring in this. We're really quiet, so we've decided we're going to use the time to see how we can improve our product services, whatever yeah. it is. So we're basically getting in touch with everybody. Um, we thought we'd give you a call, particularly you've come up lapsed. We haven't dealt with you since then. I just wanted to ask, why did we lose your custom? Mm-hmm. And, you you know, you can get information. Say you're doing market research, you're looking to improve things. It might be something completely innocuous. They have no longer had a need for it. They may have gone to a competitor, but then yeah. at least you can get information. And again, I would then go back to that, asking the questions you ask of your existing clients. How is this affecting you? What are you going to do? What needs to happen? You know, again, just showing interest in them mm. and not talking about yourself because they'll remember that far longer than if you just vomit loads of information yeah, of in this, that and the other. What, ab- what about, um, you know, an opening, you know, sort of exposing yourself um, to to your ignorance as it were and just saying something like um i don't know how this is affecting you just on the off chance that you are looking for this stuff i just wanted to let you know that we're available is that too salesy i i would say i think it would be particularly particularly i think it would be anyway it's kind of it's kind of old isn't it yeah i'm just thinking through some of the things i've received in the last few days you see i'm just sort of uh, you know I'll tell you what I've had a lot of. I've mm-hmm. had a lot of people sending emails, which because because people, I think, do feel a little bit uncomfortable about selling, selling. Um, they're, they're afraid to pick up the phone, which, yeah. um, you know, this is one thing that sales directors and sales managers come to me all the time anyway. I've got this sales team and they're frightened to pick up the phone or they're not picking up the phone enough. But now people are even the even the better salespeople that don't generally shy away from it are going, oh, hang on, pause, should I be making outbound calls? Well, again, I would say yes, but don't make sales calls. Make relationship building calls. And you know what? Be open with people. You know, just phone people up and say, I don't know, have you got more time than you normally have yet? Well, that's why I'm now phoning around people. Look, I'll be honest with you. If this was in normal times, this would probably be a sales call. I think it would be crass to make a sales call at the moment. But what I would like to do is perhaps try to build some relationships. So do you mind if I ask you a few questions about your experience with X, Y and Z product or Mm. X, Y and Z service? 
And yeah. while we're at it, how's it going for you? What's the effect you're having? What's your biggest challenge? Blah, blah, blah. And build the relationship. And under no circumstances, unless they say, well, tell me about your product or service, don't tell them. They've got, you know, they've got your name and the company name when you phoned up. So unless it's really not very obvious what yeah. it does. So I love this, Sarah. I, I, I get this. But just to make it really clear, you're saying don't tell them about your product and service. How does that, how does that work? Just 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 let's treat me like a, treat me like I've never sold before in my life. Imagine somebody who's never done that before who's sitting in front of you now and take me through A, B, C, exactly how that works and why that works. How, without telling people about the product you said, or service. You said, you said whatever you do, the last thing to do is tell them about your product or service unless they ask. Yeah, unless unless they ask because so just, I think... So go back to so go back to the... So go back... Let me ask... Can I ask that again? Because it was, it wasn't, yeah. because I think this is really good. What I'm, what I'm hoping to do is just get from you... Um, because that's that's got that is absolutely gold dust. But what you said to an uninitiated salesperson is really confusing there, because you said, and the last thing you should ever do is talk about your product or service. Because you know, you know, so that's that's a, um, you know, so so it's rapport. But you know, this is all the soft soft skill stuff about rapport building and everything else, isn't it? You're talking about you're talking about right here, and and eventually, you know, eventually they're going to say, so uh, how are things with you? Eventually they will say that, and if you if you what did Dale Carnegie say? You know, if you want to be interesting, first be interested. You know, it's that sort of stuff, isn't it? And, um, you know, so um, can I ask that again and see where we get to? Yeah, of course. On that yeah. sort of stuff? If we can just follow that little rabbit down the hole a bit, because I think you yeah. have some good stuff to say about it. Um, okay, Sarah, that, I mean, that's that's gold dust, that is. I really get that um, about not um, pushing your product or your service at, at, at your prospect. And, and, and if... And in fact, even not mentioning it at all is, is a really good strategy. Just to make this really clear for maybe, you know, if, if our listeners maybe not so um, savvy on sales and really sort of now scratching their head thinking, well, how the hell am I ever going to sell something you know, if I can't mention it? Talk me through nuts and bolts, how, how that works and what you're actually telling me. Yeah, it, it's a really counterintuitive thing, isn't it? So, um, and again, if you're, if you're having a conversation with, with people, um, this is where conversations are a two-way thing, and this is what a lot of salespeople forget. So what happens is they get on the phone and they try to vomit information over the prospect or, or indeed the customer about the product and service and how it can help them in certain ways. And, and people have kind of switched off to the sales thing, um, so they don't actually listen to what the product and service can do. So it's, it's kind of a bit of wasted energy, isn't it? Now, if you think about most conversations, even if you're just dealing with um, an acquaintance or even somebody you've never met before, most people, if you ask them, how are you? They will tell you how they are. And then most people will say, and how are you? <laughs> it's just it's just a natural thing, isn't it? Yeah. So, so if you do, if you do phone somebody and say, I mean, my my company name's probably a bit of a rubbish example because it's recruit recruit, and you've got to be pretty stupid to not get what we do. So, mm-hmm. but some people may work for Derek and Sons, yeah. So and, that, and that's not perhaps so self-explanatory. However, if you if you phone and say to somebody, look, it's Sarah from Recruit Recruit. I know this isn't a great time for a lot of people. This isn't a sales call um, because of what's going on. It probably would be if it was, you know, different times. However, I'm using the time to hopefully build some relationships, get some market research and figured that 
people have got a bit of extra time on their hands. So can I ask how this is affecting you? Um, you know, what alternative markets have you got to go out? What, what are you exploring? What would need to happen for you to get back on track? You know, all these sorts of things. Once mm. people are talking about themselves, most people feel a bit rude not asking for you to reciprocate. Yeah. So then they might say, oh, yeah, well, we've gone very slow. Um, and continue to ask them questions about, well, how's that affecting you know, staff morale if you had to make anybody redundant or furlough staff and keep asking them questions. Resist the temptation when they go, yeah, we've gone really quiet to go, yeah, me too. That, you know, but when they do then ask, and most people will because it's kind of the polite thing to do, then again, very subtly, you can say, well, as you can imagine, I'll use recruitment because, as you can imagine, there's nothing going on in recruitment at the moment. Um, but that's the nice thing is it's given me a chance to be able to phone you without it having to be a sales call. So isn't that a much nicer way to get to know yeah. people? Ha, I, ha, ha. I had a really lovely call and uh, the, the guy just said, how you, how you doing? And I said, yeah, really good, thanks. He's, and he said, and I said, how's things with you? And he says, yeah, really quiet at the moment. What I've decided to do, I've just got my phone and I'm just going through my contacts and I'm ringing five people every day just to say hello. Yeah, brilliant. Really awesome, isn't it? Yeah, and you remember them, don't mm. you? The minute you need, you'll be like, oh, do you know what? They mm. checked in. Mm. They checked in and they didn't once try to sell me anything. Because yep. that's the difference. Because people won't remember you if you if you check in and then try and sell and he didn't say to me i think this is a really important distinguishing thing there he didn't say to me i'm ringing everyone in my phone he said i'm going through my contacts and ringing five people every day so i felt like i was one of those select people in his phone he'd gone through all of those people and out of all of them he'd chosen five and i was one of them yeah i, I felt quite special that's a re that's a really really good tactic to, mm. to use and i think and also it will keep you on your game as well because mm. If you if you are just selecting five people, you're going to you are going to invest a bit of time, aren't you, into having a proper conversation? Yeah. And it, this is what it's about as well, isn't it? It's making people feel like people, special, valued, that you're interested in them, without them feeling like they're a pound sign or a prospect, because yeah. we give these labels, don't we? Existing clients, lapsed clients, prospects. Hot leads, warm mm. leads, cold <laughs> calls. We, we give them all of these things, yep. but we, we forget, don't we, that they're people. So, you know, we forget at the end of the day, you are just dealing with people, with people's worries and problems. Yeah, Sarah, that's absolutely brilliant. So in terms of, you know, a final bit of advice, Sarah, I really like that. I think people are people, aren't they? And, and particularly right now, if you were trying to give people what they want, I don't know about everybody else, but I, I would say that, me and most people I know are craving human connection. And if you can reach out and you can make a human connection with somebody right at this moment, you're giving them probably what they want most in the world. So so great advice. I really I really do like that. Sarah, how do people find you? And maybe maybe take, you know, it'd be great to if, if uh, people could take advantage of your sales surgeries, maybe. How do, how do people get involved with that sort of stuff? Okay, so my sales surgeries are free every Thursday from 2.30 at the moment. I've enjoyed them so much, I'm just going to continue doing them. It was it was kind of to keep me away from the Lego because my Lego um, habit was getting a bit expensive being stuck here on my own with just a dog. Um, so uh, you can find them. I'm on LinkedIn, Sarah Bishop, uh, Recruit Recruit. 
Uh, we've got the Recruit Recruit website. Um, but Eventbrite's probably the thing. If you just look up Sales Surgery or Sarah Bishop, that should uh, come up in the search. Brilliant. Well, we'll put the links in the uh, in the notes as well, Sarah. So that's 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 awesome. And uh, listen, do stay safe. And I know I know that you're uh, you're trapped uh, you're trapped in separate countries away from your your uh, other half, aren't you? So. So, uh, so I hope I hope this all comes to a close quite quickly for you and uh, as well. So, uh, thanks very much for for your time. Yeah, me too. Thanks very much, Johnny. Thank you. So great information as always from Sarah. She's a real oracle when it comes to selling. So thank you so much for sticking with us to the end. That's it for another episode of Saturday Strategy. If you've got any feedback or you want to um, learn more or, or or just have a chat, then reach out on WhatsApp using 07977437360 and that's my personal mobile number that's it again until next time and remember if you enjoyed this and you want to hear more hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts